It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is another Astros podcast. Greetings from Oriole Park at Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland, where today the Houston Astros will take on the Baltimore Orioles in the first game of a four-game series. Final series of the year for the Astros and the second leg of a seven-game road trip for the Astros. It started with them taking two out of three in Toronto. They lost yesterday, missing out on a chance to sweep the Blue Jays, falling three to one. Miles Straw got his first two big league hits, also a stolen base. Carlos Correa won for four with an RBI as the Astros saw their win streak end at five games. They've still won 18 of the 23 games they've played in September, taking on an Orioles team that split a doubleheader in Boston yesterday as the Orioles lost the first game and won the second game. Orioles have dropped four of their last six ball games. Astros 158. First in the AL West, four and a half games ahead of Oakland, while the Orioles are 46 and 112. Last in the ALE, 60 and a half games behind the Red Sox. Today's pitching matchup brought to you by DraftKings. Step up to the plate with DraftKings One Day Fantasy Baseball to win big cash prizes. Just download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com and get a free entry with promo code ASTROS. DraftKings, the game inside the game. Garrett Cole will get the ball for the Astros today, and Cole is close to 200 innings for the third time in his career. Needs five and two-thirds innings for that. And what a year it's been for Cole, 272 strikeouts and 15 wins. Yeah, that's the strikeouts. That kind of surprises you a little bit when you look at Garrett Cole's career numbers, just 8.4 strikeouts per nine innings. This year it's jumped all the way to 12.6 per nine innings. That's the best in baseball. And he's done a, a lot, I think, Robert, in the way he's handled lefties because he's getting all those strikeouts on the left-handed batters. And, and lefties kind of gave him fists the last couple of years when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, learned a little bit about the analytics, how his, his stuff could play against different types of hitters. And he's taken to it. And, and when you have that kind of talent, it's, a, it's become something really cool. Meanwhile, David Hess, right-hander, getting the ball for the Baltimore Orioles, a rookie. And you look at his numbers in 3-10 and 10 on the year, an ERA north of 5. He's actually pitched better uh, over his last eight starts, but only has one win to show for it. Hasn't gotten a whole lot of run support. Yeah, more than anything, and I think it's a lot of pitchers when they pitch at this ballpark at Camden Yards, is the home run ball can be a problem. 21 homers in less than... 100 innings, so that's probably bitten him more than anything. But he throws strikes. He's not going to overpower you. He throws 91, 92 miles per hour with the slider changeup curveball, just the regular mix. So the Astros look for some mistakes and try to wail on him. Today's case of the game brought to you by National Car Rental. And, you know, the Astros 100 wins, the Orioles 112 losses, worst team in baseball this year. They've already insured themselves of the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Uh, and it's an Orioles team that you know, they're going with a lot of youth right now, as you tend to see with teams as they get to the, to this point in the year, but obviously a, a difference in, in talent between these two clubs. You know, when you're a pitcher that's kind of seasoned like Garrett Cole and you go in, in there 
and, and pitch against a team that's probably going to be very aggressive. They'll get some chase and things like that. But you can't go out there and throw that get-me-over breaking ball on that first pitch because it's almost like a rehab assignment. You go back down to the minor leagues, those guys are all over that. Yeah, They want to take advantage of that first pitch. So uh, you have to be ready from pitch one when you pitch against a, a young team like this. And not a whole lot of familiarity either. I mean, right. obviously, you always have the scouting reports and everything, but uh, hasn't really faced any of these guys. This will be first time Cole's ever faced the Orioles ever anyway, but a, yeah. lot of, a lot of young players he hasn't seen before. Hey, let's face it. This series is all about fine-tuning some things yep. and staying healthy. You know, the Astros have uh, probably pretty much uh, determined, predetermined what they're going to do with, as long as they're, they're, their playoff roster considerations are, and they've got great options and all of those things. But for, for right now, it's just to keep it in a little bit of rhythm as a hitter, as a pitcher, go out there and execute your pitches, come out of there nice, clean, and healthy, and get ready for the postseason. Absolutely. And coming up next, we'll have the manager show with A.J. Hinch presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Joe Angel, longtime radio broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles. But now this from your local station. Astros postseason tickets go on sale this Friday. Limited number of single-game tickets for the opening round of the Astros playoffs at Minute Maid Park go on sale this Friday at 9 a.m. Tickets available online and by phone, one 9 astros The website, astros.com slash postseason, 9 a.m. on Friday. One eight seven seven nine Astros. Head of this four-game series with the Baltimore Orioles. I'm with the manager AJ Hinch, and a little bit about yesterday's game, AJ. And, and first of all, a couple of the players uh, that got into the ball game. We'll start with Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. What'd you see with him? Because batting practice looked a little different to me. Yeah, you know, I was encouraged. Uh, he was much better than the results. I mean, yeah. I take one at bat away where the ball almost bounced on the ground. He got called out for strikes, but. Um, you know, he had the swinging bunt, but he took some really good swings. And I don't really care what he does Results. as much as I do how he does it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think his BP was exceptional. He's so much freer with his body movements. And he's, it looks like he's got a little bit of, of, of confidence in his back again. And, and that's a good sign. Now we need to see that over a couple of days. Of, of course, we want him to drive a ball and, yeah. and hit the ball at the ballpark if he can. But um, very encouraged by yesterday. So I'm, I'm anxious getting back on the field. We weren't exactly sure what we were going to see with Lance McCullers Jr. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on the breaking ball, and that is the first out. Well, check that box. Good sharp breaking ball right down the middle of the plate. Low swing and miss. 85-mile-per-hour curveball. His last appearance was August 4th in L.A. against the Dodgers. For me, looked better than I I thought he would. Same for you? Yeah, he was a little better than I thought just because I I wasn't sure if he was going to baby himself into the game and kind of be a little bit tentative. Uh, but, you know, he was 93-94. I think he might have hit 95. He had the big curveball. He threw a good changeup mm-hmm. to, to smoke um, and, and really looked like he was at least in control of himself. And I know he didn't locate perfectly. He bounced a couple breaking balls. He sprayed a couple fastballs. But the freedom in his actions uh, was the first step. We need to get him back in the game sometime this weekend um, and, and test him again. We're running out of time to make our decisions on the playoffs. But um, he certainly made a nice impression coming back. Another guy that's made a pretty good impression right off the bat, Miles Straw. See, a straw takes off here, Robert. Want to see him go. Absolutely. There he goes. Here's the pitch outside and no throw. That one in and out of the glove of the catcher, McGuire, and sliding into second base with the bag is Miles Straw with his second stolen base. Perfect as a big leaguer. And we saw speed in an infield single. We, we see him running around the bases. Uh, very intriguing player. Maybe maybe postseason considerability. Consider it. Yeah, you know, he's, he's what word did you just use? Uh, consider Baba. Consider yeah, exactly. Baba. I'm not sure what, what, your, in, yeah, what your English is like, but I, um, 
You got to do better than that, Sparky. Uh, we, you know, we're going to cons- consideration. We're going to consider Miles Straw for a lot of things. He's going to play a couple games this weekend. He is so fast. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, there's a little energy to him, and he's a good defender. He looks very comfortable in his own skin. One of the things I like is that he's he's not timid, he's not scared, he's not apprehensive. He just gets after it. So uh, we'll try to put a little pressure on him and see and see what he's like. But um, you know, certainly a consideration, as you said. Way to slow it down. Yeah, exactly right. Stanford. Post-game celebration. That was pretty cool. I went to Sam Houston. A um, little bit more low-key, but still the same thing. There's tradition there. You guys ca- took care of some business this year. It wasn't easy, but uh, 100 wins is 100 wins. You guys have a chance to win three out of four here in Baltimore, and that would be big, right? It would be. We, you know, we, we have one of the best teams in Astros history. We want to we be in the record books to do that. We need to win. Um, you know, three out of four to be kind of proclaim that. But um, I'm proud of our guys. We celebrated it appropriately. It wasn't over the top because we expected to be there. Uh, but 100 wins is no joke. Winning the division is no joke. Um, it's something that we should be proud of. Our guys celebrated, um, you know, happily. And, and we did it kind of twice because the night before, the guys had gotten together a little bit during the, the Oakland-Seattle game. We get together as a team and do it. Those never get old. That's a very considerate A.J. Hinch. <laughs> Just be better next time, Sparky. Thanks for joining us. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen for a Houston Astro. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Joe Angel, longtime radio broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles, called Big League Games for uh, over 40 years now. And uh, as someone who broadcasted the worst season in Astros history, I kind of know what you're going through broadcasting the worst season in Orioles history. And, uh, you know, it seems like whenever it's a season like this, uh, people always like to ask broad- broadcaster, how, how are you holding up? How are you doing? Like like some somehow you're termin- terminally ill. But I'm going to ask you, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh suicide watch <laughs> no nothing like that nothing that serious uh, you know hey it's the big leagues uh i'm privileged honored and very happy to do what i do for a living it's been unfortunate that i was here in 1988 the team that started 0 and 21 and they wind up losing 107 games that year and it could have been worse because we had a game rained out that year so we only played 161 games that year so it could have been worse it could have been 108 <laughs> losses and so you go through a season like that and you say to yourself you know what okay you go through it once very unusual i'm never going to go through that again and guess what uh, all of a sudden, maybe not so suddenly. It just it came gradually, but um, all of a sudden, uh, the way I look at it, uh, a season that was worse than 1988, a team that didn't start out 0-21, a team that was supposed to be a lot better. So, uh, you know, it's been tough, but it's it's baseball. You go to the ballpark every day, and once that game starts, it's it's the major leagues. You've you got to describe what you see, and uh, you do the best you can. You know, I, I'm just real... Very happy about the fact that, at least so far, nobody has wanted to kill the messenger. And that's always a concern, as you know, (laughs) because you're the guy that brings the bad news. And, uh, hey, you try to have a little fun with it. You try to be realistic. You you try not to bury a dead horse uh, Mm -hmm. along the way because that doesn't do anybody any good. So you do what you can. And, uh, hey, it's the big leagues. uh, It's fun to be here. Absolutely right about that. And uh, like you said, this Orioles team wasn't expected 
to struggle as much as they have this year? Was it injuries, poor performance? Usually a combination of both, right? Well, it's a, you know, when you lose games, it's always for the same reason. It's got a lot to do with the pitching. Our pitching has not been very good. Our starting pitching hasn't been very good. At times, it's been good enough, but our bullpen struggled. We've had a bunch of injuries. Defensively, it's not the same team. And, you know, for Buck Walter to manage a bad defensive team, that's unusual because yeah. that's one of Buck's things, you know. It, it, but it has not been a very good defensive team. But it really, it's about the offense because you look at our club, I mean, 39 or 40 times this season, the Orioles have scored no more than one run. They've been shut out 15 times. So they lose a lot of games, you know, 4-2, to 2-1, two, 3-1, two to 3-2, three to three to games like that where one defensive play can make a big difference or maybe one bad pitch out of the bullpen can put you in the loss column. So I think it's mostly about the offense. The offense just has not been what it has to be to be able to compete in the American League, especially the Eastern Division, where you've got the two best teams, Boston Red Sox, the team with the best record in baseball. The Yankees are right there with them. Uh, it's tough to compete under those. You've got to be able to score runs. We have not done that at all. And usually you get to this point in the year, usually even sooner than this point in the year, you start seeing some of the young players getting opportunities. And, you know, Adam Jones moving from center field where he's been a fixture here in Baltimore for a very long time. Bring up a young center fielder, Cedric Mullins, named the Orioles minor league player of the year this year. What have you you seen from him? And I'd imagine he's one of the the bright spots moving forward. Well, he's a guy that, uh, you know, Adam was nice enough to move over to right field. Now lately he's been playing some left field too Mm -hmm. because we have other guys that Buck Joe Walter and the organization wants to see in the outfield as you look ahead. So you got to see those guys in September. These games mean a lot more to the Orioles and those young guys, people like Cedric Mullins, than spring training games would mean next year. These games are, you know, valid big league ball games against big league competition, against contending teams. This weekend, a good example, the Astros defending world champions. You've got to compete against those guys. So these are much more telling games than what the spring training games might be next year. So it's a very important time for the Orioles. Cedric Mullins is a youngster with a lot of skill. He runs extremely well. He's got a little pop in his bat. He can steal bases. He's very good defensively. So he's a guy they had to look at in center field, and I think so far they like what they see. Now you mentioned the 1988 Orioles team, uh, which had been the worst team in Orioles history before this year, that you also broadcasted their games as well. Do you see any similarities in that 88 Orioles team to this year, or do you think it's, it's they're, they're two completely different clubs other than the losses? I, I think the uh, 88 team was uh, a better team, Yeah. even despite that 0-21 start, which was historic. I mean, that was the biggest story in baseball for all the wrong reasons for the first 21 games. And then they finally won a game against the Chicago White Sox, and the next day everybody disappeared. It wasn't a story anymore. It was just a really bad baseball team. But that team had Cal Ripken on it. Mm-hmm. It had Eddie Murray on it. It had Mike Boddicker on it. It had some, some pretty good pitching, a couple of Hall of Famers. So that was not a bad team. It's just the way it worked out. And, you know, you go 0-21 to begin a season, right? You're never going to get out of that hole. Yeah. And you think that just by accident you're able to win a ball game. Just, you know, once in a while somebody would give you a game. That never happened. And with the Orioles, this, this year's team, I think combination of bad offense, bad defense, Defense, bad starting pitching, bad bullpen. I mean, really, there's not one one area of this baseball team this season that you could say is legitimate big league. 
And so that's why they're looking at all these young guys. And, uh, you know, Buck Showalter, I think his job is very much in danger right now. I think that might be a move they're going to make right after the season ends. I'll give Buck Showalter credit. He's an outstanding manager. He came to Baltimore. He changed the culture. We had 14 straight losing seasons until Buck got here. All of a sudden, we're a postseason team for several years. Now it's gone back the other way. So I think a change is going to be made. I don't know. I'm just guessing. It's a feeling I have, you know, in my gut. But uh, Buck came here, changed the culture. Who knows what's going to happen? But there's a lot of changes are going to be made here. Joe Angel, longtime radio broadcaster for the Baltimore Orioles. Always good to visit with you. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good luck in the postseason, man. I wish I was. I wish I was you. <laughs> the Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford, and you can kiss it goodbye. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.